This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith Weekly Devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in this episode's description. Bishop, the devotional you sent out was an audio recording of a talk you did on self-examination. And you had an excerpt of it about what self-examination means. And you say that it's a time for us to pause and check in with our soul. And I have to admit, when I was reading it, I got really excited because I've been doing a daily examine as a spiritual practice for about two and a half years ago, you know, two and a half years now. And it has transformed the way I view the world, how I view myself in the world. And so I was really excited to talk with you about this. And so thank you. Thank you for your words. Absolutely. I'm curious how you stumbled upon this practice for yourself, even before we go into the big questions. I'm wondering yeah. if you can share that with us. Well, as I say in the meditation and in the uh, and in the video, the recording, um, self-examination is a door through which we can know ourselves better, know our neighbors better, and ultimately know God uh, better. I, I remember it seems like a thousand years ago, um, a, a church I started going to. Uh, the the minister is an Episcopal priest. Uh, you know, told me, really invited me to take Lent seriously, the self-examination, the reflection, the repentance. And he said, he made a promise, he said, if you do that, uh, you know, God will uh, take a step towards you. So he was basically saying, if you take a step towards God, God will take a couple steps towards you. And I, I, I did what he said, uh, and, uh, and it, it changed my life. Um, uh, and, and I, and I think that, uh, it is, it is delivered exactly what he said, which is, is that, uh, I've got a sense of myself, uh, more and the God in me, I've got a sense, a uh, better sense, I think of my neighbor, uh, and the God in them. And then therefore, you know, the God of us all. Yeah. I feel I, I that resonates so much with me because I feel like self-awareness is the first step to recognizing God in others. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think what's important to remember for us, which which are, are people who are uh, who are thinking about God, is is that it's 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 not just self examination. Self is a doorway, uh, and self self is a is an idea um, for us, the people people of of God uh, who think a lot about God. Uh, it's a it's connective tissue. So myself is a self because it's connected to other selves uh, and created by, you know, a self that we call God. And so it, it's a it's a doorway to understanding interconnectedness. It's not uh, just a, a mechanism or a lens to just sort of do, um, you know, personal reflection. I mean, it is that, but it's so much more. Sure. You, so you say, what are my patterns and do they increase well-being? Yeah. I I ask myself, where have I seen God at work in the world today? That's yeah. the first question I ask myself. And then yeah. I say, how did I respond or behave or react as what, you know, in, in terms of what I viewed in the world? And how might I be different? <laughs> 
And so I don't know about you, but that's kind of just my personal, my personal practice. Well, what's exciting about self-examination is, is that other than sort of the overarching idea, I mean, uh, everybody can tailor it to their own preferences and idiom and and sort of way to be in the world. I mean, it can it could be on a walk. It could be walking the dog. It could be doing the laundry. It, uh, I mean, it, you know, I, I have a little bit of prayer time every evening when I walk out to the mailbox and get the mail. You know, I'm standing under the stars many nights when it's especially lately it's been clear. And, and that for me is a, is a chance to do some of those things that you that you've outlined. And so uh, just that we take it up. I think is is the right thing. So where have I seen God? What are my patterns? How's my soul? Uh, am I moving in the direction that my words seem to be shaping? Um, how is my life with others? What troubles me? What's broken? Uh, all those sorts of things is all are ways to begin to think about self-examination uh, and reflection because it takes us down deeper. And ultimately, when we go down deep in us, we find God. Yeah. Well, you talk about the most pervasive example of soul blindness being the inability to, or having the ability to recognize flaws in everyone without being able to see our own flaws. Yeah. And so Bishop, I'm wondering if you can share with us your idea of what that means. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? What leads us to be able to look at others far better than we can look at our own self? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the big idea is, is that it's a part of being uh, sinful, right? I mean, sin is just a, a fancy theological word that means we miss the mark. And one of the ways that we miss the mark so often about how we're interconnected and our, our mutuality is, is that we get hyper-focused on our needs or us being right or our tribe or our group winning uh, and so, you know, Jesus was Jesus was a genius, right? Jesus is a genius. And Jesus started way down, you know, sort of at the microscopic level about what we do daily. And what we do daily, most of us, is, is that uh, we're hypercritical of others and other folks' ways to be in the world, et cetera. Uh, and we're, we're, we're barely reflective about our, our own patterns. And, and, and it's part of it's also part of being human. I can't see my actual physical back. I need help for that, right? And so uh, our tradition, our Christian tradition, and the words of our prayer book and our Bible help us uh, to begin to think about, you know, the parts of myself that I can't see. Uh, and so, uh, sadly, uh, you know, an unreflected life can, can, you know, lead us down some really tragic directions. It can make us unreflective about the way we are in the world and our impact on others in the world. It can lead us to a place of being closed off. I, I call it uh, uh, prisons uh, of, of our own making. It walls us off from others, and sadly, it keeps us from learning. And if we weren't, aren't willing to learn new things, then we won't ever be as wise as we hope to be. And so, th so there's a graciousness to reflection that, that culminates in wisdom and, radical, and a radical sense of being connected to other people. And that's where joy is, ultimately. That's where joy, joy is not in me being right all the time. And, uh, you know, and it's not that when we reflect, we'll find ourselves to be so terribly wrong, uh, as Adam Grant said, in the, it, who's the author of Thinking Again. But, but it is this practice of reviewing my convictions. God knows we need to do this in the world right now, right in our own country. Uh, God knows that some of us are so sure that new information couldn't get in under the doorway. You know, we couldn't slip new information over the transom. 
And, and I think we're paying a terrible price for that. Uh, and, so, and so we're saying, and our Christian tradition is saying, that there is a, um, a benefit for the entire world and society, our families, our homes, and our own souls, if we will open up, loosen our grip on things just a bit, and deign to reflect on how I might be participating in things unwittingly that are making the world less of the dream of God. Mm. All right, y'all. Well, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. What questions are on your heart this season of Lent? Bishop Wright is embarking on a new series, Five Lenten Questions, to respond to questions asked by our listeners. These questions are centered on the themes of self-examination, when God is silent, building beloved community, bearing witness to truth, and towards joy. Each Wednesday of Lent and on Good Friday, there will be a new video and a reflection guide for use on your own or in a group. You can join us by following Bishop Wright on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, before we went to break, there were two words that were coming to mind, grace and growth. And I think in practicing self-examination, we are better apt to have grace or feel God's grace on our lives and then grow through it. It's Lent and it's a tough Lent this year. And I'm wondering what motivated you to share this reflection at this time in place. What a great question. So, so what we did over my public Facebook page was we, we invited people to, to tell us what questions they're wrestling with. And, and uh, uh, more than 80 or so, uh, we got more than 80 or so responses, almost 90 responses. And, um, and people were asking questions, uh, real questions, because there's nothing worse for a preacher than to try to answer questions that people are not asking, right? Uh, well, our real value uh, add is when we try to talk about our scripture and our tradition uh, in relationship to the questions that people are having in their real life. And so uh, self-examination, this little bit I did on self-examination, is a, a, a way to respond to people who are asking, how do I get to know God better? Uh, it's not the entire way, but it's a way. And so Lent, we know, uh, is about self-examination, uh, reflection, and repentance. And again, as I've said, not just about us, but the, the, the totality of us, my whole life, mind, body, and soul. And so when I begin to take that journey, which is a, is a Lent, Lenten journey, what I begin to do is to wade down into uh, the gap between uh, what I say and how I live. And the, and the good news of this, and this is all about Lent, the good news of this is that if I have the courage, if I find the courage to take that walk, to begin to make that journey, what I find from God is not condemnation, but invitation, right? And, and what I find uh, it, when I begin to take this journey is, is that in God's eyes, according to Scripture and according to our tradition, uh, I am ultimately more than my uh, worst day or deed uh, or, uh, or thing left undone. Uh, that ultimately I'm beloved and that what God is trying to inspire in me is a pivot back to wholeness and peace. So self-examination is a doorway through which we begin that journey. 
Uh, and it, and it's good for the world. It's good for our community. It's good for our soul. And ultimately, it gives us that nearer sense of, uh, of God that we say we want. And so where does self-examination fit on the spectrum of Christian maturity? Oh, I mean, so I, as some people know, you know, I'm a, I'm a great tinkerer of, of old rusty cars, right? And, uh, and you know, uh, any mechanic uh, is, you know, they're only as good as their tools. And so self-examination is in the toolbox of any grown-up Christian. And by grown-up, I'm not talking about biologically or chronologically. I'm, I'm talking about spiritually. Uh, I'm talking about people who have facility and ability with the tools of their tradition, not just sim- simply uh, uh, name recognition. So self-examination is a go-to uh, for any grown-up Christian. And we don't wait for Lent uh, to do it. I'm glad that I'm a part of a tradition that, that commits a season to it. But the truth of the matter is, is that wholeness uh, and uh, and um, uh, repentance, which is simply uh, turning uh, away from things and back toward things, uh, you know, is should be part of our practice. You know, 365 days a year. It it's part of the way that we acknowledge how we missed the mark. It's part of the way we acknowledge that God's grace is there, guiding us, inviting us back home. Uh, and so, yeah, I would say it's part and parcel. Uh, of any toolbox for any grown-up spiritual person. So, Bishop, I don't know about you, but when I encounter others that I at who whom I admire, who strike me as mature Christians, there's fruit in that, and I'm I'm curious if you have thoughts about what the fruit of self-examination or daily examine are. Oh, absolutely. So, so in other words, why bother? Right. right. I mean, you, you put it more beautifully than that, but really like, so, <laughs> I so like why, yours better. <laughs> why bother? Right. Why yeah. bother? Why, why endeavor to take up this practice? Well, you know, the, the you know, if peace matters to you, then self-examination should matter to you. And by peace, I mean, um, your mind and your behind in line. Right. And so to, sort of the, 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 the definition of not being at peace is being bifurcated, uh, being split, uh, thinking one thing and behaving another way. Uh, so how do we get to address that self-reflection, uh, self-examination, uh, repentance? Um, if, if joy matters to you, uh, self-examination uh, has to matter to you because uh, in self-examination, we move away from those things which cause us dis-ease. And we move towards those things that are health-making, well-being-making, and ultimately uh, joyful. Um, and if wholeness matters to you, uh, which is uh, getting my mind, my body, and my spirit on one page, uh, that, has to, that has to come through the door of self-examination. Wholeness with other people in our lives, our relationship. Being able to claim, uh, for instance, with loved ones that, that we fall. I have fallen. All fall short of the glory of God. I'm a, I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, I was not my best self. All of those things are part of the package uh, that, that comes with self-examination, but ultimately leads us to be healthier people. And if we're healthier people, then gentleness increases and mutuality increases. Uh, there's less arrogance. There's less overconfidence. 
And ultimately, there's more reconciliation. You know, the, the prayer book says talks about this wonderfully, reconciliation with myself, uh, reconciliation with others, and reconciliation with God. And, and so if we're actively pursuing that, uh, then that's the fruit. Uh, that's the benefit, right? That's the dividend of the work of self-examination uh, and reflection. Mm. I'm reminded of, I, I believe it's Buddhism that does a really, really good job of self-compassion, compassion towards self. And I think it's one thing, it's one of the marks that I think Christianity really misses <laughs> is that we're taught to be compassionate toward others, but we forget to be compassionate toward ourselves. Well, no, I mean, I think that's such a good point because if if we're being compassionate with others and yet we're not really compassionate with ourselves deeply and, and authentically, then what we're really doing is we're, we're, we're giving a performance of compassion to others. Mm. We're not really standing in the river of compassion, drinking for ourselves and pouring it and lavishing it on others, right? And so and so it's 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 okay, it's great, but it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole way home. And so yeah, self-compassion. And so self-compassion is one of the fruits of self-examination because what you ultimately realize, as I have said, is, is that the self-compassion comes from, I, I, am, I don't have to be guilty. I don't have to be shamed. I don't have to be ob- obligated, right? God is not like that. You know, I may be doing that to myself, but certainly God is not doing that. And so in self-examination, we, we begin to sort of perhaps unhook from what you know, what we want to do, the punishments that we think we deserve, and give ourselves over to what God says, and God is giving grace. Sure, there's consequences for behavior, but ultimately the message from God is grace. And so when I receive grace, that's the best self-care there is, is to understand that the God of all the universes is uh, has amnesia, uh, self-imposed amnesia, when it comes to all of my misdeeds and misdoings. And that God does not keep score in that regard. God hates nothing that God has made. God desires uh, and longs, is panting after uh, you and I to turn back and receive our full inheritance. That's the best, that's the best self-care. I, and when you really drink that in, stand in that, and you support yourself in that viewpoint uh, with all of the scripture, with new biblical literacy in that regard, let me tell you, it's a lot easier to pour that out into the world than this sort of strained little bit that we're self-generating. Amen. And thank God for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Bishop, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? <laughs> no, I, 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 would just, I would just say, as always, thank you. And uh, I, I really do wish uh, everyone who's listening a holy Lent uh, where you are kind enough uh, to yourself that you'll take some time, pause, consider your soul, what your patterns are, and that you take it all to God. Well, thank you for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week. 